0: It is a fascinating story through and through the way the Russians messed with our campaigns and election and the media and continue to mess with our stories and, and our society, our society, yeah. and it's working. <laughs> and
1: I feel like we're finally moving past the time when everybody is looking at this through a partisan or a pro-Trump, anti-Trump lens, and we're finally understanding it as Americans. Rosalyn, well, I hope uh, Rosalind Helderman of the Washington Post has been one of the journalists working this for that esteemed newspaper uh... she's got a terrific piece along with several colleagues including armstrong and getty faves ellen nakashima and craig timberg um, online we have a link to it about the russian troll farms and and how they tried to mess with us and Rosalind helderman joins us now Rosalind, how are you i'm doing okay how are you guys w- we're terrific thank you the uh... phrase troll farm brings to mind something out of the brothers grim or something like that <laughs> uh, but the actual mechanics of Uh, What was in essence a company dedicated to the notion of messing with America's heads is really interesting. Tell us about how it ran. Well, not just
2: America's heads, with Russians' heads and, and people right. in other countries as well. This was basically right. a factory of disinformation. Um, we were able to speak with some former employees of this company, the Internet Research Agency, who described this very much as a, as a kind of normal job. They would uh, work 12 hour shifts, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., and then overnight, uh, they would go into the office and work in rooms with the blinds uh, drawn, uh, with, you know, banks of computers, uh, and they would have quotas of uh, how many kind of internet posts they were required to produce Um, in any given time. One thing I thought was really interesting is we talked to a guy who worked in in the Russian language part who would talk about how uh, sometimes he and two of his colleagues would write comments in the comment sections of Russian language things, and they would play a little game where two of them would argue with the third one, uh, and eventually the third one would sort of succumb and announce in the comment sections, okay, you guys convinced me. Uh, And this was the kind of trolling that they were being paid to do.
1: And that was all in the service of saying Putin is great and uh, up with the regime in in the case of the domestic stuff
2: yeah i mean i think in some cases more complicated than that things about the situation in ukraine um things about how great life in russia was uh they would sometimes pretend to be uh russians who had moved to america and talk about how terrible life in america was and how they had realized you know they had come to understand how great russia was that kind of
0: thing wow that is that is something and how many people read that and And how does it influence? And that's very difficult to measure. It's like the question of, you know, what effect did this have on the election? It's really hard to measure the success of this stuff. But obviously, Putin thinks it works or he wouldn't be doing it.
2: Yeah, it's incredibly hard to measure. Um, You know, on the America side, uh, we we now know that one of the things they did was they actually organized online actual rallies in real life. There was this day in Florida in August 2016, where they advertised rallies in like 20 cities. and, And people did go, not very many people. And so some people have said, well, look, it's just a handful of people who came out to these rallies. But the thing is that Thousands and thousands of people saw those posts online, So the value was far more than just the people who actually went. The value was sort of convincing people online that there was this sort of organic grassroots upswell of support for Donald Trump in Florida.
1: Well, right. And certainly you're familiar, I'm sure, Rosalind, with the phenomenon where a local TV news team comes in, presses the camera in really, really tight. So it looks like a huge crowd and people walk away thinking, hmm, that must be really a hot issue. There are a lot of people there. But uh, staying on the uh, Messing with America theme, uh, I know you write in a piece about... Um, how long uh, that they've been working toward being really proficient in coming off as Americans.
2: Yeah, that's right. So according to Bob Moore's team, um, the, the plan to mess with US, with, the, with the U.S. election was hashed in May of 2014. So that's quite a while ago. Uh, they actually sent several employees to the United States for weeks. Uh, they traveled to 10 U.S. states gathering intelligence uh we also obtained a classified a portion of a classified nsa report that says that they study polling u.s polling to, to sort of figure out what were hot button issues that would really move americans um so they really studied us uh to try to kind of insinuate themselves successfully into into the u.s conversation
0: yeah i'm i'm thinking of when the horrifying shooting happened the other day and immediately there were t- fake twitter accounts out there with the picture of the kid in a MAGA hat, in a Make America Great Again hat, you know, trying to tie it to Trump somehow. Was that Russians or whoever it was that was messing with perceptions? People are so good at it now that they're they're on top of it so fast.
2: Well, right. And and I will say that uh, one of the challenging things about this is um, it has caused a certain level of paranoia that might go beyond their actual uh, their actual influence. I mean, you now kind of see any time anyone disagrees with people online, they get accused of being Russian bots or or Russian trolls, which, you know, in some cases they may may be. But in some cases they may just be disagreeing Americans.
0: Which, yeah, Yeah. which is part of the goal from from everything I understand. It's to get us to the point that we don't believe anything. Do we that's just right. think everything is crap we're cynical about everything and then so that then then the game's over kind of
2: um yeah i mean you you talk to people who have lived in russia who have studied uh what putin has done there uh and, and that's this sort of assault on the truth and the assault on and kind of to wear people down so they never know what is true and what is not and they kind of just give up and assume everything is not true uh is is a major goal of these propaganda well, efforts
0: i don't know about you but i do this i follow news for a living and it's more difficult than it's ever been to try to figure out what's going on with a news story or or uh, or how big one particular issue it's almost impossible
2: um, I, I, I don't. I don't disagree. I mean, uh, uh, I think one of the things that this has really shown is that we all need to have greater kind of news literacy, uh, and you know, it, it it shouldn't have been so easy to, uh, to to trick Americans, but it turned out that it really was.
1: Well, for instance, this might not be Rosalind Helderman of the Washington <laughs> Post on the line. It, uh, you, it might not be, but it is. Your American-accented English is almost
0: perfect
2: <laughs> well i did have to pass an exam at the troll farm and they they signed off that i speak good enough english to have this
1: <laughs> well congratulations I, I love your story uh within the story about sherry hire the retired sales rep lives in the villages in florida that i see ads for every time i watch golf on tv um, and she's an actual... you trying to
0: keep me out of Del Boca Vista!
1: Exactly. Um, and and her, kind of her interaction with the trolls and, yeah. and the bots. Uh, can you tell us about that?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I found that fascinating, too. So she's a ret- retired woman in Florida. She was a big Trump supporter. Um, you know, no one had to persuade her to support Donald Trump. She says she was doing it anyway. And she got a message. She was active online, sort of supporting her political views. And she got a message online asking her if she would organize this rally in the, in the villages. Uh, and And so she, you know, she had done that kind of thing before. It was no big deal. So she agreed to do it. She got like 35 or 40 of her friends to go and stand on the street corner that she was directed to and wave signs at cars as they went by. And, um, you know, it turned out that it was it was the Russians who had asked her to do that. And she says that's kind of creepy. But. You know, they didn't tell her – they produced no people. All the people were her friends. Uh, they didn't give her any signs. And, in fact, um, one of the things the indictment says is that in other places, the Russians paid for people to wear Hillary Clinton in, uh, in prison uniforms. It turns out that Ms. Heyer owned her own prison <laughs> uniform dressed up as Hillary Clinton in a prison uniform at her rally without anyone even suggesting that she do it.
1: hilarious. That's
0: awesome. Wow. Wow. So
1: was that like a a sleeper or an illegal, as they say? Um, That was a Russian agent who called her and urged her to do this?
2: Well, she got the message first online. So that was an electronic communication. She did say that she had some phone call with a man, uh, because on the day of the rally, she called (laughs) the number that she had and said... You know, basically, where are you? I've got all these people. Where are you for the rally that you wanted? And the guy, she says in unaccented English, told her, you know, oh, I'm so sorry I can't make it. I wish I could be there. Uh, And so, who that person was, you know, that's kind of a mystery. Was it was it a Russian American with no accent? Was it another American who would, who had been sort of persuaded unwittingly, just like her, to be involved with this effort? I, I can't I
1: can't explain it. Why this stuff is so interesting? And Rosalind, we know how busy you are. It's awful nice of you to spend a few minutes, Rosalind Helderman of the uh, Washington Post. Thanks and well done. Yeah, thank you for having me. Great to talk to you. Thanks.
0: And I just can't stop thinking about what's the next step? What's the next? How does it work next time?
1: Never mind that did 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 I come close enough to pronouncing your name at the end there that it was coherent because it oh, kind of yeah. came out hell Roman well, sound wrong but yeah, well it gets me through the day. so yeah, this I tell you what I uh, seriously, we'll have a link so you can read uh, the piece, but it goes into amazing detail, and the post and the New York Times have been on this and and you can read till your your eyes are crossed about it. But yeah, there was one building in particular that was um it was the you know the Facebook of messing with. Well, it's a propaganda business, and they used all sorts of metrics for, and they did analysis of what sort of thing got the most clicks, got the most retweets, got the most likes, that sort of thing, and so they would lean on those, and you know, I, I remember back when I was, I guess I was in college, um, and during the summer, thanks Gladys, our harpist is always at the ready, um, I was uh, working for Time Life Incorporated, like getting people to resubscribe for magazines and what's a magazine it's it's like a website that they print on paper for some reason and mail to you get this once a week seems very inefficient it was fine at the time but anyway um we would have little sales contests and incentives and stuff like that and there are competitions and all and and the troll farm worked like that you know if you were the guy you could really trip people's triggers by golly, you got a raise and you got promoted to the Facebook team or the, you had to take English language and knowledge tests. They would give them schedules of our holidays and learn them up on them. They'd coach them up so that they could say, I hope you enjoyed a hot dog or two on this 4th of July. How about Trump? He's better than Hillary. da? And so they would try to localize them and make him more persuasive and the rest of it. Crazy. What I'm dealing with, man, I'm dealing with fools and trolls. Right, Charlie. Charlie was onto it.
0: First time I'd ever heard the term trolls, and I didn't know what it was when he was talking about it. Um, squatty
1: little uh underbridge creatures, right? They jump up and menace billy goats.
3: Man, I just had a flood of memories come back from that Charlie Sheen, like four oh, months or whatever. That, that was, was a
0: great little oh, run. My goodness, goodness. That is was he awesome. still respirating? Which I predicted his he would be dead. I didn't think there was a chance. And then he lived through that and apparently just continues to like exist and work and
1: surely he's not still on the powder.
0: Remember I mean, how insane he was there for a while? Oh yeah. He'd release those videos? Like from his kitchen or whatever. I mean, he was just out of control. He did, did right? Like a yeah. series
3: of one man shows that,
0: like, oh, I <laughs> one don't even know. Internet, what it's gonna,
3: yeah, internet shows. Yeah, I'm just gonna kind of go on stage. I don't know. I'll talk a little bit. Then he brought in like some radio guy to actually ask him questions because the first ones didn't go so well. Then <laughs> he did
1: like a show from his kitchen, and then then there were videos of him like. Walking incoherent and barefoot up to people at drive like a right, dr- right. fast food drive-throughs, and they would like talk to him for a while and put out those videos. We
0: saw his real teeth there briefly. Oh, remember that? Oh, golly! That was oh, ugly. boy! Oof! Yeah. Anyway, Duh. all that life stuff. Winning. Yeah. Gonna, well, not not really. That was a great couple of months. With America
3: needs another story like that so bad. God, that was one of, I need to add up, I'll update my list of peak experiences. Those, <laughs> those things with Charlie Sheen. That was a peak experience. He for me.
0: was a gift that just kept giving. Yeah, America needs another one of those. it's that, you know, it's not politics, Donald Trump, any of that stuff. It just we're focused on something that doesn't matter, but it's captivated everyone. Those are good times. You know, the uh, Olympic teeth went
1: unnoticed. That could have been big, but yeah,
0: it, I'm wasn't, not sure it wasn't a very large breast. I'm not I mean, sure the problem. Charlie Sheen or anybody can break through our current, where we currently are. No, they'd have to bring up Trump, and then it would be back to that. Yeah, exactly. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Got some good texts on a variety of topics. 415-295-KFTC. You might find uh, texting us a peak experience. Maybe. Depends on your definition. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: We are high priest, uh, Vatican Assassin Warlocks.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation.
4: You say, wait, wait, wait. Isn't he a huge business success? Doesn't he know what he's talking about? No, he isn't.
0: And no, he doesn't. There you go. One of the many shots Mitt Romney took at Trump. Remember when he gave that speech? He's a con man. He's a phone Mr. Trump is a con man, a fake. <laughs> well, yesterday, uh, Donald endorsed him for the U.S. Senate. And uh, Romney said, appreciate the endorsement. So that's the way politics works, Wow. Well, okay. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. And I
1: just threw up in my mouth a little.
0: Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) You
1: know, it used to bother me more than it did.
0: Politics makes for strange bedfellows. I remember hearing that as a little kid. Kind of understood it. The older you get, the more, you know, it just is what it is.
1: You know, you're playing for uh, opposing teams. So you knock them down as hard as you can. And then a couple months later, you're traded to that team. And you play with them. And then you get traded again. But it's all verbiage.
0: And you knock them down again.
1: Right, it's all verbiage, so it seems like hypocrisy. But if you you know employ the sports metaphor, it's, you can deal with it a little better. I met a guy yesterday, yeah? seven feet tall. Hmm. I figured he had to be in sport, but he wasn't in sport. Wow, so uh, Mitt knows about sport. So anyway, uh, yeah, but you can't be cynical enough about politicians. You'd have to work at it for an entire lifetime. Uh, courtesy of uh, Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, hipping me to NBC uh, Bay Area's report. The uh, NBC Bay Area Investigative Unit surveyed 153 blocks of downtown San Francisco in search of trash, needles, and feces. The big three. TNF, if you will. The investigation revealed trash littered across every block. The survey also found 41 blocks dotted with needles and 96 blocks sullied with piles of feces.
0: 41 blocks with needles. Yeah,
1: yeah. But uh, 96 blocks sullied with feces If I had asked you to bet, well, it's too late now, I wish I'd thought of this, more blocks with feces or needles in downtown San Francisco? I might have guessed needles because I had guessed there'd be more junkies than poopers. But, of course, a junkie has every interest in hanging on to their needle in some cases.
0: How many times you shoot up a day versus how many times you... uh...
1: I have no need to hold on to my poo.
0: Um. Hmm. Anyway, That's how dirty nice. is how dirty is San Francisco?
1: That's a good story. NBC Barrier Investigation. How's your utopia coming along though? For folks of you those of you who have to jump out of your car and get into work or a store, I'm I'll hit you with the punchline right now. How's your utopia coming along? Dangerous mix of drug needles, garbage and feces throughout downtown San Francisco. They surveyed 153 blocks of the city.
0: You don't see that walking around Manhattan. The
1: area bordered by Van Ness Avenue, Market Street, Post Street, I wrote a song about Post Street, and Grant Avenue, also home to City Hall, schools, playgrounds, police station, and zillions of tourists. Um, And it is, uh, well, it's poopy and needly, and and very, very garbagey. It's funny, when you got poop and needles rolling around,
0: you hardly even see the garbage. The stray McDonald's bag doesn't really grab your attention. Right, I hear it um they quote a young teacher a plucky
1: young teacher who's teaching uh, apparently according to this uh, photo three of the seven children who still live in san francisco (laughs) right and she says one of the lessons they have in school is things that are full of germs and dangerous that you can't touch in the neighborhood which is a little different than my neighborhood
0: yeah my kids have never seen a human poo on the street ever in their lives the floor, sure.
1: the floor is dirty said one three-year-old student at the preschool who irately explained having to navigate dirty conditions on her watch to school quote there is poop in there that makes me angry future voter there um she often has to uh pull her daughter a mom or daughter out of the way to keep her from stepping on needles and human waste i just had to do that this morning she says wow that's beautiful And uh, by the way, the reports of needles in human waste in San Francisco have skyrocketed since 2008. The era of of modern uh, progressive utopianism. There used to be moderates in charge of San Francisco.
4: What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Al Trump is blasting a WAPO story about another alleged love
0: connection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean showed me this. I never got to it.
4: Yeah, we got great tips on how to live into your 90s, all based on science and positive. Sean's morning metal meltdown. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Giddy. And keep in mind that once fecal
1: matter dries, it becomes airborne and you can inhale it.
0: (laughs) Why? What are you trying to do? I'm trying to clean up the streets. This is sick enough. Did you see Jay-Z's bar tab from the weekend? Hit you with that, too. all coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. (laughs) Here's somebody who actually stepped in what we were just talking about. I don't want to repeat it. Fecal matter, Jack. Say it.
1: Who on the streets of San Francisco?
0: Used food. More importantly, human. Uh, dog, we're used to, right? Well, yeah, and
1: dog diseases aren't nearly as communicable.
0: I worked downtown, stepped in a pile so large the other day, I had to sh- throw away my shoes before I could go back to work. Wow. Wow.
1: You're I not right? uh, good. Wait till I tell you what an infectious disease expert at the University of UC Berkeley has to say. And uh, kudos for NBC Bay Area uh, for this report. It's really good stuff.
0: Skip the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump is slamming. I'm sorry. The- I'm sorry. Before you get to that, yeah.
1: Here's your tease How does he compare San Francisco with third world slums he have, he has studied? Mm. Good one. Huh? If only our uh, radio professional, I'd have done that before you started. Start again, sir.
4: <laughs> President Trump slamming the Washington Post for featuring the story of Rachel Crooks on today's front page. Crooks has accused Trump of forcibly kissing her at Trump Tower in 2006. So in a morning tweet, Trump says, A woman I don't know and to the best of my knowledge have never met is on the front page of the fake news Washington Post. Saying I kissed her, in parentheses, for two minutes yet in the lobby of Trump t- Tower 12 years ago. Never happened. Who would do this in a public space with live security cameras running another false accusation?
0: And Washington Post put this on the front page. Yes. That seems a little over the top. Yeah. Dozen year old forced kiss.
1: Crooks, by the huh. way. I don't approve, nowhere near oh. it. You know, if it's true, of course, but
0: hmm. Well, you got, I would like to have more than one person accusing, I mean, one person telling this story than to put it on the front page of the Washington Post.
4: But Well, they're saying Crooks is running for state representative in Ohio as a Democrat. She is more, one of more than a dozen women who have accused Trump. Of sexual misconduct in that's the years true. before he was elected president, mm-hmm. some so interesting points
3: day. with with Trump's response. He was saying, "I, I did in the lobby." But that's not where the accusation was. It says it was outside of an office waiting for an elevator. Right. So even in his rebuttal to it, he's getting some of the the
1: information
4: wrong. Well, the mm-hmm. area
1: where you wait for an elevator is called a lobby. It's the
0: elevator lobby. I mean, I'll bet there's cameras
1: there.
4: Yeah. Uh, she uh, has
0: would
1: requested for those things to be released,
0: and Good it has no, not They been, don't. Uh,
1: yeah. Oh, 12 year old security camera <laughs> yeah. footage where nothing happened? I mean, nothing that, you know, got anybody's attention happened. Right. That doesn't exist. Long gun. I'm long not gone. saying I don't believe her. Not yeah. at all. It's just at this point, how do you process that? How do you deal with that? I what are you supposed to think about it? Right. Probably what you thought before you heard it.
4: But he tried to kiss her? He, he, she claims he did kiss her. Okay, and it, the kiss lasted for two minutes.
0: What? Two that's minutes. What, that's
4: what. Now, is. now, now. see. I was, yeah.
0: I was leaning toward he probably did, and trying to kiss somebody, kissing somebody. You know, we got to decide whether we think that's a crime that, or not.
4: That is in Trump's. During
0: the courtship whole thing, but two yeah, minutes. Give him the herp. That, two minutes? Ain't hey, is... nobody got time for that. Yeah, that's not our
4: point. I find that hard to believe. That, two minutes. That is in Trump's tweets. He says he, he's falsely accused saying, I kissed her for two minutes yet in the lobby of Trump Tower 12 years ago. Did she say two minutes, Sean? Do you know? I haven't read the full article okay. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so there there you go. We got another run-in with uh, the uh, fabulous lips of Donald Trump, perhaps. I think
0: think Trump probably kissed a lot of women.
4: I bet. I'm
0: sure. Well, you can grab them by the meow,
1: apparently, if you're famous.
4: All right, you want to live into your 90s? You want to live into your 90s? As long as
1: I'm reasonably coherent. Yes, thank you.
4: We have some tips. University of California researchers tracked the data on about 1,700 people who were in their 90s. They found modest drinking. Two glasses of wine or beer a day. Can do. And carrying a few extra pounds. Ah, uh, will do. Gaining, Have done. I am doing. Gaining five to ten pounds per decade or associated with longevity. Right. You don't want to be too skinny.
1: Other you know, you go to the store, it's closed, you right. end up starving
0: to death. Right
4: <laughs> Other findings. Those... <laughs> Those who spend at least uh, two hours per day on a hobby at a 21% lower risk of premature death. In your 90s? Well, no, what else no. are you doing? No. Showing up to work? No, no, no. <laughs> As you get older. Oh, okay. Not, not right. in your 90s. You do this throughout your life right.
3: in an effort to get to ninety. You do. Yeah, exactly. You
0: do. A lot of people I know, I know from the psychology of this and people who've retired, you do have to have something to do. Right. Right. And for whatever reason, a lot of humans leave that out of the equation. You can't wait till you quit working. I don't blame anybody for wanting that. But you have to do something. Right. You're going to wake up at some point in the morning, <laughs> yeah. and what are you going to do all day, every day? Four decades. Yeah. You
3: have to have something. And when you ask somebody, "What's your dream retire?" Oh, I just want to be on the beach sipping my ties. Okay, and and then then ten o'clock hits. Then <laughs> yeah,
0: alive. exactly. Right? Like
3: you, you need to have more purpose for yeah. for for those. Yeah.
0: I mean, you can you know you can watch Fox News with the volume of really allowed for quite a few hours. <laughs> yeah. I might
1: volunteer for one of those Russian yeah.
0: troll farms. I'd be pretty good at that. <laughs> No, I'd, I'd probably work at it. Golf's a common one, right? Sure. Right. Yeah. And you're competing, says,
4: you're socializing, you're getting exercise. Day.
0: It doesn't have to be all day. You just need to have to do something other than right. just sitting around.
4: Right. And for those, uh, also helps if you drink two cups of coffee a day. That will cut your risk of premature death by 10%. God, I might live to be 150.
1: That's yes. the sort of thing that'll be played back at my funeral.
4: Um, that, that, that's amazing. You've described me. Just uh, enjoy a glass of wine, a little Zoftig, a little coffee in the morning. Perfect. Yeah. There you go. I'm dialed. We got another doping scandal at the Olympics a day after a Russian curler was sent <laughs> home for taking performance-enhancing drugs. This time, it was a Slovenian hockey player. The uh, Never court-
1: turn your back in a
4: Slovenian. The court of arbitration says he tested positive for a drug designed to open the airways to the lungs. He has been ordered to leave the Athletes' Village immediately.
1: That was one of those things Lance Armstrong was really into, yep. wasn't he? All sorts of oxygen use supplements and drugs and yep. stuff.
4: Yeah.
0: So he so is the, not uh, good. No, the United no, States Lance. men's hockey team won. Yes. And they get to move into the medal round, I guess. It's yep. Canada, to... right? Yep. Uh, we don't have a chance. Always Canada. When do the women play Canada? Is that today or tomorrow? It's Wednesday, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think it's Wednesday. The gold medal match for the women's. Yeah.
4: Anyway, that that brings us to Positive Sean's Olympic Medal Meltdown wrap up for this morning.
3: Yes, if you were to melt down the medals that each country won and then sold them for their uh, their value of said medal, here's who comes out with the most money. We have Norway just beginning to boat race every other country in the world. They have uh, ninety five hundred dollars in winnings. Woo! Second place is Germany with seventy seven hundred.
1: Yeah, that's just good.
3: You then have Canada in third with sixty two hundred. You have the Netherlands in fourth with just over 5000 USA in fifth place, $3,800. And France just right behind us, $3,500. Oh, Even man.
1: France at our heels. <laughs> by the way, you went too fast. I was going to accuse the Canadians of uh, conjugal visits
0: with Moose, but you just zoomed by too quickly. How are we tied with France for total medals?
1: It's just an embarrassment. It's a national humiliation. <laughs>
0: they clearly want it more. Uh, that
1: is, that is yeah. it. That's- they do have an alp or two in the neighborhood, but we've got all sorts of mountains. I don't we'll Rocky, Sierra. Sure, et cetera. That's- Allegheny. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's a wrap. that your news. Mikes. I- <laughs> Mountain Mikes. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscious of our nation. <laughs> That's good. How much of it is in the United States, if you're a good
0: athlete, there are, there are some very lucrative directions to go when you focus on that? Yeah, how many people
1: play in the Norway NBA, for instance, you know, or what have you? It's too cold to play baseball. Mm. The
3: skis make it really hard. What's that? The skis make it really hard to play a lot of those sports over right, in Norway. They're born with them. Plus, well, yeah, they, see, they, with them. they right. ski to work. Sure, advantage
0: right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the advantage they all have over us. So...
1: A leading infectious disease expert, UC Berkeley, compares downtown
0: San Francisco with third-world slums. That's a tease. Nice. Stay tuned. And Jay-Z's bar bill. Oh, boy. When you come back on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
2: The Armstrong and Getty
0: Show. We have breaking Olympic medal news. Breaking Olympic medal news, as there's been some movements toward the bottom of the pack. Speaking of movements,
1: more on the poo in San Francisco coming up. Back to you, Sean. You. <laughs> Thanks,
3: Joe. <laughs> so USA is no longer in fifth place. Whoa, France no. got a gold medal in which event? I do not know, oh, but they are now they now creeps. have. They got a gold medal in the crate <laughs> yes, making. They are one better in <coughs> us in total medal count, but that's irrelevant. God, we're behind France. We are three hundred dollars behind France in total medal winnings. This is unacceptable.
0: And after, unacceptable. And after we liberated them from the Nazis, this is, this is this is the way they treat us. Well, they did help us get our revolution won. Pretty much made it happen. But anyway, damn it! That's why I still call them freedom fries. <sighs>
1: Liberte Egalite What's the third one? Nobody, it's Brotherhood. Uh, d- 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 Brotherté. Brother Tay. <laughs> my, my brother Tay. Ah <laughs> oh boy. So listen, you've got a investigation by NBC Bay. How much time do we have, Michael? I wanna Okay, I wanna I wanna tailor the detail to that because I wanna get this NBC Bay Area doing this. Block by block survey of downtown San Francisco, 153 blocks um, of, of primetime San Francisco bordered by Van Ness Market, Post Street and Grand Avenue, City Hall, schools, playgrounds, police station, tons and tons of tourists and just amazing amounts of poo, tremendous numbers of needles and God awful amounts of garbage. The reports of human waste have uh, gone from roughly, it looks like about 350 um, a year in 2008 to well over 2,000 a year in current super progressive San Francisco. And Dr. Lee Riley, infectious disease expert at UC Berkeley, says um, he talks about how dangerous the needles are HIV, uh, hepatitis C, hepatitis B, a variety of other diseases. And he warns that once the poo dries, it becomes airborne, releasing potentially dangerous viruses such as the rotavirus. It can happen if you happen to inhale that, it can also go into your intestine. The results can prove fatal, especially in children. He has researched conditions across the poorest slums of the world, he's written a book. Entitled slum health that examines health problems created by extreme poverty. And based on the findings of the investigative unit survey, Riley, the the doctor, believes parts of the city may be even dirtier than slums in some developing countries. The contamination is much greater than communities in Brazil or Kenya or India. He noted that in those countries, slum dwellings are often long-term homes for families, so there's an attempt to make the surroundings more livable. Homeless um, folks that's... in San Francisco are kicked one part of the town, forced to relocate to another. They don't give a damn.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting point.
1: The result is extreme contamination, according to Dr. Riley. Says Supervisor Hillary Ronan. Stop pooping in the streets. Unacceptable. Completely, absolutely unacceptable. We're losing tourists. We're losing conventions in San Francisco. All of this is happening because we aren't addressing the root cause, which is we need more temporary beds for street homelessness. Yeah, Well, she right. may be right.
0: San Francisco spends more money on the homeless than anybody in the country, I think. Which
1: has drawn many more homeless sure. people.
0: Yeah. One out of three homeless people in America are in California because they spend more money on the homeless. So, so, I, so, so, so
1: how has it, San Francisco escaped the fate of uh, San Diego with the terrible hepatitis outbreak? Just luck? I don't know. They, well, I suppose it, it just hasn't infected enough people to build to epidemic proportions
0: amount of rain, hills, I don't know, something.
1: Yeah, yeah. The uh, the current budget for San Francisco Public Works includes $60 million for street environmental services. That budget has doubled over the past five years. Uh, originally, that was to clean streets, but now, um, well, because sidewalks are the responsibility of the property owner who lives right there, theoretically, but now it's so severe, Public Works has had to start washing the sidewalks. It's pretty gross. It's really gross.
0: And now, final thoughts with Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty on the Armstrong and Getty radio program. Huh. I always laugh at that. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a
4: final thought from everybody, huh? Marshall Phillips, your final thought? All right, I have resumed my push-up training in an effort to do 10 push-ups in a row. And I had forgotten that even was happening. Hey, hey. You know, I had to stop last year after suffering that debilitating sports-related injury on the Armstrong and Getty Show. That's right. I hope to be we able pushed to... you too hard. I know. I hope to do a uh, a tune-up performance here in another month. Give you a little a little In a month? You're going to do a couple of push-ups. medical
3: staff will be standing by. Yes, Boy, indeed. the suspense is just <laughs> yeah, overwhelming. Yeah, <it's> exciting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Marshall, uh, I'm sorry, Michelangelo, your final thought. Yeah, I've never had a peak experience, but you know
4: what? I'm satisfied with the little things. If I find a free coupon for Subway, hey, I'm happy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, uh, Positive Sean, your final thought? Yes,
3: absolutely. Uh, thrilled by the Olympic competitions, but come on, America. Got to do better. Can't, can't
0: be beat by the French in total metal earnings. Word, Come on now.
1: That's That's pretty
0: rough. Uh, Jack, your final thought for us? So Jay-Z, one of his boys had a birthday over the weekend, so him and the fellas went out, and uh, he was buying, and they, they rang up a bar bill at one bar. He actually spent tens of thousands of dollars more of this at other places, eating and whatnot. Uh, bar bill, just drinking. With tip $91,135. He left eleven thousand one hundred dollar tip for the waiter, and Just then the, the round up. And then I'm thinking this isn't cool. The waiter Instagrammed a picture of the bill, which I'm thinking Jay Z. I think part of why you pay that when you're a big time star is so people don't do that sort of thing.
1: Maybe, although I don't think that's bad for his look as a King Hill, a King of the Hill rapper.
0: He was buying those twelve hundred dollar bottles of booze, just left and right, left and right. Of course, a lot of that booze was from his company, so the money's kind of going back yeah. in his pocket. Kind of. Uh,
1: I don't really have time for my final thought. I finally saw the uh, the amazing race where that uh, the gal who was expected to do nothing won the uh, the super G. Yeah. And she was so stunned. She looked at her time and couldn't believe it, it was absolutely charming. She wore her ski goggles to the press conference because she had n- no plan to be on the stand and hadn't worn makeup.
0: <laughs> How cute is that? <laughs> yeah. And then she went to KFC to celebrate. Right. She's <laughs> awesome. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. This
1: is. Uh
4: and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. And the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Adding a lobster emoji, the application said will complete the representation of popular crustaceans in the emoji collection.
1: Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.